Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad. Hey, pretty cool news uh, yesterday. Alternate governor for the uh, governor for the Edmonton Oilers, Kevin Lowe, has uh, earned another pretty big honor. He has been named to the Order of Hockey in Canada. And Kevin Lowe joins us now on the Faceoff Show. Kevin, you're on with Reed. Congratulations. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm doing great, Reed. Thank you. Uh, quite an honor. Uh, still really can't believe it, but uh, it's a thrill and uh, nice to be able to talk about it. Yeah, well, we appreciate you, you you coming on. It is it is a pretty uh, neat honor, and uh, you know you're a member of, of many Canadian teams as a player or as a, a manager over the years that, that that had a lot of success and played a lot of big big events. I, I want to start today with the Olympics, and you were uh, a member of the management team for four Olympic games. Three of them resulted in gold medals: 02, 2010, and 2014. That 02 team, a special one ended a, a long gold medal drought for Canada. You know, the NHL players had gone in 98 and had come up a little bit short. What do you remember sort of, uh, you know, in the games in the United States, so a lot of Canadians it was easier, even easier for them to, to follow. Um, what, what do you remember about just sort of going through that that tournament and, and how the players and the coaches and, and you guys on the management team dealt with all those expectations that come with being on a Canadian national team? Well, the, the, the team found, I mean, uh, first of all, was uh, it was such a, a joy to be a part of it. And, uh, you know, I grew up where the Olympics uh, for hockey, for men's hockey, wasn't a big thing. Of course, it was winning the Stanley Cup. The NHL didn't go to till 1998. Uh, my wife, Karen, won a couple Olympic medals, so I certainly understand the Olympic spirit. But until you actually get there and experience it, uh, you know, it's an amazing, amazing um, uh, spectacle. So leading into 2002, of course, uh, Canada, uh, you know, they played so well in Nago in 98. Everybody thought with that team they had, they were just going to walk through it and, and win the gold medal uh, hands down. And, of course, they didn't even, even end up meddling. And uh, so if you recall, after that, there was a, you know, was, there was a hockey inquiry into the country. Uh, a, lot, a lot of the uh, so-called pundits... Uh, you know what's wrong with hockey in Canada, and uh, and then we get to to Salt Lake City. We're figuring we have a pretty good team, and we got smoked by the Swedes. And uh, again, all that that you know hubbub about what's wrong with Canadian hockey. The real cool thing about it was, you know, there was enough experience around on the management staff and within the dressing room, guys like Mario Lemieux and Joe Sakic, uh, particularly um, Al McGinnis. You'd throw in there, I suppose, Pronger. Those guys, they just were such great pros. They just buckled down and realized, hey, you can lose a game and win the gold medal still. And uh, they chipped, you know, chipped away, and, and they eventually got their game under them. And then, uh, you know, I really don't think the, the, the final gold medal game was even close with the Americans. Uh, although, you know, in a one-game affair, you're always nervous. But it ended up being 5-2, and I think we just controlled the play most of the time. And then we had Marty Broder in the Nets uh, 
when they did get an opportunity. So that last minute and a half read when uh, the, the countdown was going and the Canadian fans that were in the building in Salt Lake City were singing Oh Canada was, uh, was a, a moment I'll never forget. There was, uh, and, I, and I've brought up an article here about it to, to prepare to talk to you today. Um, if you want to call it Wayne Gretzky's rant, I don't know if he would call it that, but, but there was a, a news conference uh, after a, a tie with the Czech Republic where he said things like, I don't think we dislike these countries as much as they hate us. They want to see us fail. They love beating us. Um, <laughs> did did Wayne plan that? Did 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 he kind of just get rolling and those things come out? Because I think it did serve kind of to fire up the team and fire up the country a little bit. No doubt, yeah. No, he just snapped. He flat out snapped. Uh, but it was, uh, you know, it wasn't just within the moment. It was a lead up. We started in in two thousand when Wayne first asked me to to join him in in being on the management team to select the team. So it's a long process. Uh, to pick the Olympic team. I mean, it just doesn't start a few months before the Olympics. You're scouting guys. So we were on, over in Europe. I, I believe the, the World Championships were in Germany that year. And there was a real sense of, you know, Canada wins so much that I, I don't, I don't want to say the other countries hated us, but they really like to see us lose. And, uh, I, and I think it's not because they, again, hated us as people, but I think they felt that it validated them if, you know, if they could beat Canada. It was a, it was a massive thing. So there, always, there just seemed to be a lot of, you know, us against the world kind of feeling. And then, uh, and then when we lost, like I say, that first game against the Swedes, and then, you know, uh, like BlackBerry had just come out, and I had one of the first ones. So I was able to pick up all the media from Canada. And, you know, they were jumping off the ship and abandoning the, you know, I don't want to say abandoning the team, but there was, you know how it goes. Uh, they picked their team wasn't right, and they didn't pick the, they didn't have the right management staff. You know, after one game, and so finally Wayne just he he just like you know he had had enough because uh, you know he knew we could win, and uh, it it no doubt it 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 fired up everybody around the organization, and and the players in particular. I mean, I don't want to say that's why we won, but uh, I I think everybody got a strong sense of how important. Uh, it well, you know what we were doing in Salt Lake City was really important. Yeah, Kevin Lowe joining us on the Face Off Show. Oilers and Leafs coming up just after five here at Rogers Place. One thing that that has always fascinated me, Kevin, and, and uh, as I said, you were a member of four management teams for for Canadian Olympic clubs. I mean, I mean, look, the the old saying is Canada could probably put two teams in an international ice hockey tournament, and and they might be have a, have a chance to each each win a medal. Like how do you how do you pare it down? Like what separates the guy that's going to be your twelfth forward from the sixteenth forward who you won't pick for the team? Is it all roles, or is it just simply, uh, you know, does it come down to who can get the that has that little more offensive punch? Because there are so many great Canadian players, it's got to be so hard picking those final few spots. Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, yeah, you could argue there are some years we could probably have two teams that could compete but certainly that wasn't the case in 2006 when Canada finished I think we finished sixth that year so uh but that's a whole nother story uh I would say to try to answer your question quickly you you probably have and I heard Doug Armstrong talk about this uh just this week and he's the he's the top guy for for the next Olympics and and they said they they probably they have about uh you know uh eight or nine guys now that are that are locks 
that really you don't you're not even watching them but everybody else you're watching and you just you go to games uh it's nice to watch when you're a manager of an nhl team watch other teams play and and particularly when you can just hone in on one player a player at that particular game some cases there's a couple players playing and you really you really see them i mean they're it's you're opening up the curtain to what these players are like a lot of times people you know they watch Austin Matthews, Connor McDavid, and they just look so great. But if you watch them all the time and really dissect their game, you can then you can say, okay, here's what their game is, here's what they bring, and then you can you can easily compare them to a comparable guy that's competing for the same position. And I'll give you an example. And I think it was for 2014 in Vancouver. I'm losing track of time, but you know Taylor Hall was a good player for us. Um, there, there, there was no interest to having Taylor Hall on, on the team. Uh, I shouldn't say no interest. There wasn't a ton of interest because the other people selecting were concerned about his overall game, his defensive game. And, and where Taylor would have been on those teams, he would have been a fourth-line left winger. Um, what I saw in Taylor was, yeah, I saw his deficiencies, but I also saw a kid that cared. Like, I also saw a kid that, you know, winning the gold medal for Canada would be more important than his own personal stats. And I, so I... I I had time for him. I thought, I thought he'd be a valuable player. He could be a valuable player for the team um, because uh, uh, in the event that, say, the, the top lines weren't producing, he's a guy that could easily have popped up in that top line and really, you know, really done something. So it really just goes down to faith in, in the guys picking on, on the players they're picking. I mean, as it turns out, I think, uh, I know, I'm, you know, I'm not sure who we took that year in, uh, in lieu of Taylor. And as you say, there's always lots of selection, but uh, you know those are some of the some of the you know, some of the thoughts that go into into the decision making. Yeah, yeah, that, that's that's fascinating. I, I, I love I love hearing stuff like that. Uh, I, I could go on forever about that. Maybe we'll do that more some other day. But I got to ask you about the current edition of the Edmonton Oilers. Uh, Kevin Lowe joining us on the Face Off Show. Eleven and two in their last thirteen. They have won five straight. I, I guess I, I know it's a cliche, Kevin, but they are sort of winning games um, in different ways. There have been a lot of great storylines here along the way, and they just they, they seem very calm and. They, and they seem very composed. And I'm just wondering, you know, if you've been getting that sense as you've been watching the games. Yeah, I'm, I'm like, uh, who's your caller that uh, uh, phones in all the time? He's feeling, uh, he's feeling comfortable. He's feeling nice. It looks nice. Uh, the team looks nice. And they do look good. They, I mean, it, uh, to me, it's simple. The defense is much improved. Uh, you know, uh, Tyson Berry, I thought, struggled a bit early on, but he's settled in. And he brings a, a dynamic to the team that, that really hasn't been there, although it's, it's in the works. I mean, Bouchard, to me, can, can be that player. And, um, you know, it's interesting you hear, you know, all the pundits talking. There's a plethora of defensemen now. And, and who's going to play? There's so many good ones, which is, which is a wonderful thing. Goaltending always goes down to goaltending. The goaltenders are playing good. And then the last piece is, is Jessa Pulajarvi coming back and being the horse that he is is just – really rounded up the lineup so uh, what a what a i can't wait for the game tonight i can't wait for whole three of these games uh uh it's really going to be interesting to see how the team matches up it's going to be a great season and uh uh you know a long way to go to <coughs> excuse me to win a stanley cup but um it's nice to see that kenny holland and and his staff and dave tippett have you know they got a lot of pieces now and now it's just a matter of uh you know game after game uh, I mean, Tip will have them rounded in the right 
place where they're thinking the right way to, to play hockey and and they got all sorts of firepower and I think that Connor and, and Leon Dreisaitl will really want to win a championship so it's um, you know they now they have the pieces uh, we won't hear the, the you know the eastern media uh, you know you know barking about Connor wanting to leave Edmonton because the players aren't good enough uh, there's lots of good players here now yeah, I hear you there for sure. Hey, Kevin, this was great to catch up with you. Hopefully, uh, you know, at, at some point we're doing this in person in Studio 99 again down the road. Not the uh, can't do that this year, but it's always great to have you on the show. Again, congratulations on being named to the Order of Hockey in Canada, and enjoy the game tonight. Hey, Reed, thanks. Appreciate it. 6.30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad.